It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, September 3rd. I'm Donald Weir. I hope you had a wonderful, long weekend, a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Got to spend time with your family, kind of chill out uh, a little bit as we get back into the work week on today. Those that are in the path of either in the path or would be affected by Hurricane Dorian, please be safe. Please take heed. Please take warning. Make yourself safe, as safe as possible. As this uh, as this hurricane, it, it continues to sort of change. And um, as of Monday, boy, it was a it was a a Category Five hurricane still over um, the Bahamas, making its way um, towards the United States. So um, please, please stay safe. So. Interestingly enough, week one of the HBCU football season um, was was interesting to say the least. A lot of um, a lot of really good wins, a lot of uh, and most coaches wouldn't call them moral victories, but a lot of teams that probably should not have and would not have necessarily won football games because they were playing up, played well, and then some teams that even played up. Uh, boy, just got obliterated, and uh, so it was a it was really a mixed bag. But I would say, overall, a good week one or opening week of the HBCU football season. Seven of the teams that are in the both the coaches and media polls, which were released on yesterday, are in are, are all one game. Seven of the ten teams in each of the polls. All one football games. When's the last time we can say that happened? I mean, generally, you would have a team that uh, would have played up like Alcorn. Let's just give Alcorn State as an example. They played Southern Miss. Um, Alcorn State is ranked number three right now in both polls, um, but they but they have a loss on their record. Meanwhile, A&T Bethune-Cookman ranked number one and two respectively in the polls. Let's step aside. Let's take a break. Let's come back. It's Takeaway Tuesday. I'm going to give you my thoughts on the games from the weekend after this timeout. And our sponsor, of course, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. Listen to their message. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the Box to Row Sports Network. You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) The client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what it is. This is the one and only Eagle Double G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for let me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's T.I.P., man. Hello, this is Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had a 
is like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real. Relevant. Radio. Let's run down the scores, and I'm going to give you my thoughts from the games on Saturday and Sunday. Of course, on Friday, broke down the games that happened uh, on Thursday. Maryland all over Howard, 79 to nothing. It was the second meeting between the two teams. I don't think Howard wants any part of Maryland anytime soon. I thought it may have been a more competitive game. Howard with its high-powered offense. Maryland absolutely shut Howard down. I mean, I, you expect it when you're playing up like that for, uh, you know, I mean, Maryland's not a, a a great program, but at the end of the day, they're in the Big Ten. They have, they've had, you know, some solid seasons in the Big Ten. So, but I just wasn't expecting 78 to nothing. I thought Howard would be a little bit more competitive in that football game. In the annual Labor Day Classic in Houston, Prairie View A&M over Texas Southern 44 to 23. Very impressive by Prairie View A&M. This is how they started the season last year. Um, they they won that Miak Swag Challenge. They lost a close game. Well, they they started the season out uh, by losing to Rice by three points. Won that, um, uh, then won that. A game against uh, North Carolina Central in the MEAC SWAC Challenge. Lost to Sam Houston State. Played well, though, against a perennial power. Then played, uh, won a couple of more games. Lost some in a row and then finished the season strong. DeWanya Tucker, the running back, uh, had 298 multi-purpose yards. When you look at his rushing, 188 yards rushing. Average 17.1 yards per carry with three touchdowns. Caught some passes, returned, caught a couple of passes, returned some punts, returned some kickoffs. You know, he was, this was a guy that a lot of Prairie View AM fans decried the fact that he's not first team all conference. Hard to argue when you have Taylor Porter and Deshaun Waller in the swag for Tucker to be first team all conference. But I'll tell you what, he's showing why he should definitely be in that conversation. Uh, big time game from Jalen Morton as well, the quarterback. Um, you know, Prairie View A&M definitely uh, got it done. Uh, and again, that was a conference game. Southern falls to McNeese State 34-28. to um, You know, McNeese State is a solid program, an FCS program. Um, you know, Ladarius Skelton had a, had a, had a nice game. Um, that's a tough loss. You I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough loss. Southern came to battle, no question about that. Um, you know, again, McNeese State, a good program. You're talking about FCS and FCS. So, you know, Southern would, you know, definitely would have liked to win that game. But, you know, they they played and, and really kept it um, uh, respectable. Uh, you know, I don't think as HBCUs were necessarily at the point, really the only program that's at the point that, that really could beat consistently FCS programs is North Carolina A&T. Um, but you can see some other teams getting there, though. Southern Mississippi over Alcorn State, 38-10. to 10. Alcorn State kept it close early, a couple of turnovers. Um, there, I, I thought I would see some bigger numbers um, from Alcorn State, from some of the players offensively, um, uh, more specifically Noah Johnson, Deshaun Waller. Um, but I heard Coach McNair on the conference call on Monday gave Southern Miss a lot of credit. Plus, you got to know Jay Hobson knows that team and so he knows what to do it was a, it was, it was a close game uh early on and then southern miss pulled away tennessee state 
over Mississippi Valley State 26 to 20. The thing I like about Tennessee State, they play these uh, HBCU opponents. So generally speaking, um, there are three or four out-of-conference games or non-conference games. Um, at least three of them, three of the four, are going to be HBCU opponents, and then they may sneak in a money game every now and again. So, you know, kudos to Tennessee State um, and uh, Mississippi Valley State. I don't know. You know, I like Tennessee State as a program. Um, I think they're going to be good. Maybe that that maybe that speaks to how good Mississippi Valley State or how improved, I should say, Mississippi Valley State also would be this year. Hampton over Elizabeth City State, 65-7. to No surprise there. Um, you know, DeAndre Francois had a good game at quarterback. Um, some other guys came and played. You wanted to see what your other quarterbacks could do, and Hampton did what Hampton was supposed to do. Mary Mack over Virginia University of Lynchburg, 45-14. to Not necessarily a surprise there, but let's watch out for VUL um, as, um, you know, the, Bobby Rome tries to really establish that program North Carolina A&T over Elon 24 to 21 Noel Ruiz with a 52 yard field goal as time expired propelled the Aggies over Elon so North Carolina A&T now has won eight straight games against non-MIAC opponents eight straight games against non-MIAC opponents the last time they lost was to uh, Richmond back in the FCS playoffs in 2016 and uh, a good win for North Carolina A&T. The biggest surprise probably of the weekend, South Carolina State over Wofford, 28-13. to 13. Wofford, a perennial power, was ranked uh, top five uh, in the FCS. And, you know, South, when I, Buddy Pugh, if you heard our, our podcast with South Carolina State, Buddy Pugh said, you know, he decided to unretire or not retire um, he was supposed to retire after the end of the 2018 season. Um, South Carolina State won four of its last five games. He decided not to. Knew he had a good team coming in, and uh, we can see why. Um, that's a big win. One, It's one win, but it's a big win. I want to see how the Bulldogs continue to play, but it's a big win for South Carolina State, one of the bigger wins in all of FCS. Again, 28-13. to 13. Um, B.J. Davis playing in his first ever football game, uh, collegiate football game, had nine tackles, seven solo, four tackles for loss, a pass breakup. He was named the Box to Row or one of the Box to Row National Players of the Week. Grambling fell to Louisiana Monroe 31-9. to You know, you're playing up if you're grambling. It, 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 it was not a bad football game. It was a decent football game. Grambling, uh, you know, I mean, they they played okay, so you know you, you can't really gain a whole lot from that game. Non-conference, uh, stepping up a level, so you know I, I expect Grambling to to still be pretty good. Um, another game, TCU thirty-nine, Arkansas Pine Bluff seven. Sounds like a blowout. TCU is a Big Twelve program, and for Arkansas Pine Bluff to kind of keep it within that range, uh, unlike some of the other teams that we saw Thursday and Saturday that played. Um, you know, power five conferences or, or close to uh, teams from power five conferences or, or, or teams close or that could be that are highly rated, uh, put it that way, it, you know, it is it, semi-respectable for Arkansas Palm Bluff. I said this, I mean, I can't in good conscience say coming into the season that I think Arkansas Palm Bluff is going to be a top two or three team, but 
I think they have the ability to be a top two or three team. Don't be surprised if you see them uh, in that situation when it's all said and done. Uh, Old Dominion 24, Norfolk State 21. Norfolk State with an opportunity to, to possibly win this football game. Again, stepping up, both teams in Norfolk. Um, Old Dominion, a newer FBS program. If I'm not mistaken, they were in a bowl game last year. So Norfolk State, um, listen, came, uh, played, you know, decent, had their opportunities, couldn't get it done. But maybe it bodes well for Norfolk State in MEAG play. But Thune-Cookman all over Jackson State, 36-15. to 15. This was sort of a, a game that was a snooze, quite frankly, in the first half. It was 3 to nothing, And then Bethune-Cookman just opened things up. It was more Bethune-Cookman's defense than anything else. I thought we'd see Jimmy Robinson, the quarter, the, uh, the slash, call him slash, one of my top five players to watch, touch the football a lot more. He barely touched the football. Not much. I don't even think he I don't. I don't think he ran the football at all, even though he led them in rushing last year. May have had a few receptions. He mostly uh, was in the kickoff return game, so didn't see as many touches. But at the end of the day, um, you know, Bethune-Cookman handled its business uh, and and just showed that really the superiority of the MEAC over the SWAC. It's just, a, it's just the, I mean, in my opinion, you go top to bottom. Um, when you think of SWAC, it's more tradition more high-powered offenses, bigger crowds, bigger attendance, more passion with respect to football. But when you're talking about the MEAC, you're talking about defense, um, you're talking about uh, solid programs. And I just think, you know, it shows that uh, the MEAC definitely is ahead of the SWAC. Final game uh, was that Black College Hall of Fame Classic in Canton, Ohio, good, good football game. Alabama A&M had to pull that thing out at the end, defeated Morehouse 35-30. to 30. I, think, um, it, 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 I think it bodes well, really, for Morehouse and how good a program Morehouse is going to be. Santo Dunnett, the, the running back, was really, really good. Um, Connell Maynard, the head coach of Alabama A&M, had a lot of good praises on the conference call about Dunn, Michael Sims. Uh, also the quarterback for Morehouse, Alabama A&M, able to pull it out. They turned the ball over five times in that football game, but credit Morehouse to a lot of those turnovers. Aquil Glass, the quarterback for Alabama A&M, again, Connell Maynard said he didn't play particularly well, uh, but he passed for, what, close to 400 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions in that ball game. So that's sort of the wrap-up and, and sort of my takeaways from the games um, from this past weekend, uh, we're going to take a look at the box to rope coaches and media polls. And of course, you can log on to our website at box to row.com, box to row.com to check out the um, coaches and media polls in the coaches poll. A&T again, uh, receiving all 19 first place votes, unanimous number one, Bethune Cookman number two, Alcorn State number three, Southern number four, South Carolina State number five, six through 10, Prairie View AM. Hampton, Grambling, Alabama A&M, and Tennessee State. And remember, seven of the ten teams in the poll all won games. Same with the media poll. A&T number one, Bethune-Cookman number two, Alcorn State number three, South Carolina State number four, Prairie View A&M number five, six through ten, Southern, Alabama A&M, Hampton, Tennessee State, and Grambling. So that's going to wrap it up. For today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, be right back with you uh, on Wednesday. Uh, our midweek look as we sort of 
begin to look at the games for the upcoming weekend. Don't forget to tell someone about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. Um, they can either download the podcast or listen right on our website at BoxToRow.com. Talk with you tomorrow. Whole lot of people need to hear this. It's a lot of names on my hit list. Mom still say what he wants to. Just do like a big bitch. I should run a whole blog at this rate. They're using my name for clickbait.